Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Hard to believe that tonight is the halfway point of the NBA season for the Kings. After tonight's game, 41 will be in the books with 41 remaining. And assuming that the Kings win tonight, which, you know, I mean, I don't know why anyone would assume that, but based on all the people that are out for Indiana, including Tyrese Halliburton, I'm going to say that the Kings win tonight and their first half of the season, they are 24 and 17 and they are sixth in the West because they can't move up to fifth no matter what happens tonight. So what grade would you give the Kings on the first half of the season? What letter grade would you give the Kings? Would you say a B? I mean, you can't, you can't give them an A. There's no way you can give this team an A. Would it be a B minus? Like, I don't even think you can give them a B plus. Would it be a B minus? Would it be a C plus? I can't really go below a C plus. I know, I know some might, but what letter grade would you give the Kings, assuming that they win tonight? Now, if they lose tonight, without Tyrese Halliburton, Pascal Siakam still not ready to go with the trade and everything, um, boy. That would be brutal. That would be brutal. Hard to be more brutal than what you've seen in the last two games. You know, at Milwaukee, missing three or four free throws in overtime. And then what you saw against the Phoenix Suns 48 hours ago. I mean, I don't know how you blow a 22-point lead with 8.22 left. And the Suns go on a 23-4 to run. So what letter grade are you giving the Kings? All right, NFL. The NFL playoffs get underway on Saturday, 1.30 Eastern, Texans-Ravens, followed by the Packers and the 49ers. Then you got the Bucks and the Lions and the Chiefs and the Bills. If I told you that not all four home teams would win, what road team would win? What do you think? I find it hard to believe the Texans are going to beat the Ravens. Uh, I... All the other games, I, I guess I could see. I mean, I would be very surprised that the Packers beat the 49ers. I really would. So that leaves me with the Bucks and the Lions and the Chiefs and the Bills. I don't know which direction I would go there. What do you think if you have to pick a road team to win? Who are you going with? All right, let's get the show rolling. And why don't we say hello to Eli? Eli, how are you today? Hey, Grant. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, so if I have to grade the Kings, I would say C plus or maybe B minus. Um, the way I see it, based on where expectations were at the beginning of the season and hoping that there would be some growth and some progress, um, definitely we would hope that there'd be an improvement from last season. We haven't really seen that. And given the inexcusable losses that we've had, too many of those, and uh, the fact that they're the worst free throw shooting team in the league, I would just say the Kings are an above average team, but that's yep. about it, just above average. You know, I'm with you. I'm uh, you and I are on the same, you know, page. I'm giving this team basically C plus B minus range right in there. I'm probably leaning more towards C plus mm -hmm. than B minus. That's where I'm. Yeah. Me too. Can't. I. Can't, I just can't. Oh, Grant, you were breaking up. Sorry, I didn't hear you there. Oh, I, I can't give this team any higher than that. I really can't. You know, I got to give them a C plus, B minus at the highest. 
Yeah, what do you think the likelihood is that, um, I guess if they win tonight, they're on track to get the same number of wins um, as last season, but what do you think the odds are that they show an improvement in the second half of the season? And do you think that that can only really happen if they make a major trade? Or do you think really, you know, if, if they stay as they are, then there's not really any much hope for an improvement? Uh, great question. I think if they stay pat, then what you see is what you get. I don't think that anything is going to be different in the final 41 games than we've seen the first 41. And what I'm really leaning towards more than anything is the inconsistency of this team. Why would I think that after 41 games of inconsistent play with the same roster that it's going to change? You know, I, I don't see it. And I'll tell you this, I went over this, uh, I want to say yesterday or maybe the day before, I can't remember Eli, but if you looked at their schedule leading up to the all-star break, I mean, it is brutal. I mean, it is really brutal. And they're going to be on the road a lot. And we just saw what happened with this team on the road this last trip where they lost to Philadelphia after getting blown out. That score was 112 to 83. Gave away the game of Milwaukee. I mean, Phoenix. But after tonight, you have Atlanta. Then you go at Golden State. And they're reeling right now with the death of their assistant coach. And they have not been playing well. Then you go to Dallas. Tough game. Memphis has got to be a win. But then look at these games. You got at Miami. At Indiana with Halliburton and Siakam. Then the very next night, on a second night of a back-to-back, and we know how the Kings play on those games, at Chicago. Then at Cleveland, who's fourth in the East. But then listen to these final five games coming up before the All-Star break, Eli. Detroit at home, got to be a W. Denver at home. At Oklahoma City. At Phoenix. And the next night, at Denver. That's leading into the All-Star break. That's brutal. Yeah, I mean, maybe we hope that they split those games. I mean, they've beaten all those teams before, so you know, maybe they go 500 or something like that. But um, Grant, let's say they finish, you know, in that 46, 47, 48 win, um, you know, category. So, yeah, I guess really they just gotta hope that they get lucky, like we've been talking about, right? With matchups, we hope they they face either OKC yep. or like Dallas in the first round. So, yep, I mean that that's really all they can pin their hopes on because if they play any of the other teams, it's gonna be a first round exit most likely. Um, I find it highly unlikely, based on just what I'm projecting, that they will play Dallas, okay? And the reason for that is there's – I'm looking at Dallas, and they're seventh right now. And, yeah, they could get hot, but the fact that one plays eight, two plays seven, three, six, four, five, I just don't see a scenario where right now where the Kings are sixth and Dallas is seventh, that they would play each other unless – Unless it's in the play-in tournament. Oh, yeah. All right? Unless it's in the play-in, then that could happen. You know, you could, you could have seven play eight, which obviously could be Sacramento-Dallas. But, you know, I don't – I just don't see them being matched up in the first round. Oklahoma City? Yeah, I could see that scenario unfolding for sure. So if you were running the team, what would be a trade that you think could be realistic? Who do you think should be moved and who could be a realistic pickup in exchange for that player? Well, I I hate to mention names. And the reason I say that, Eli, is I've been doing this for a long time. And very there are a couple of reasons. When you start throwing around names from my from where I sit, all of a sudden it goes on social media. Oh, Grant said they're going to trade this guy. No. You know what? I'm tired of that. And and I really mean that. Fans hear what they want to hear. And and here's the other aspect of that. Ninety nine percent of the trades that you think are going to happen based on rumors never happen. Like, for instance, how many people had Pascal Siakam going to the Indiana Pacers? 
right? But and then all of a sudden that trade goes down and you're like, whoa. So yeah. most of these trades that happen, we're not aware of. Here's what I do think the Kings need. I'll answer your question this way. I think the Kings have two really big needs. Number one is a shooting guard that is different than when Malik Monk's not on the floor. Okay. Um, and they need, they need some toughness on the front line. Eli, this team gets pushed around too much. They really yep. do. They need that. They need that type of a player downstairs to help out Sabonis. Um, you know, we know how good Sabonis is, but he's not a tough guy. You know what I mean by that? He, he's not that yeah. this team needs that, that type of vigor on the front line. Yeah, the, the last thing which I mentioned already, the free throw shooting. I I don't understand that because it's not like we have poor. I don't shooters. either. We have good shooters. Sometimes they'll shoot better from a better percentage field goal wise than they will from the free throw line. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, and it tells me it's more mental than anything else. Because as you said, they have a lot of good shooters. They're a high scoring team. How could you be so bad at the free throw line? Very puzzling. How many games? And again, I'm doing this off the top of my head. How many games do you think in this first half of the season the Kings have lost because of free throw shooting? It's at least a couple, is it not? Well, at least a couple just in the last couple games. <laughs> so it's yes. be more than just yes. a couple. <laughs> so are we thinking maybe five, four, four, four games for sure? Yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, got to be. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yep. It is. All right. Well, thanks, Grant. Hopefully they can pull it off tonight. Eli, it's always good uh, having you on the show. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. You too. I can't imagine what the talk would be tomorrow if the Kings lose this game against the Pacers, who are – they got injuries all over the place and no Pascal Siakam. All right? I mean, come on now. You know, now Buddy Heald's back, right? And you know Buddy's going to want to go crazy. But, you know, again, first home game after a long road trip. No excuses tonight, but I've said that several times this year. No excuses, and then they lose. Hey, Al, welcome to the show. How are you this afternoon? Nate, I'm good, man. Um, I think I might give the Kings a – I'm not an expert NBA guy. I love watching them. I'm so happy they're you know, back in the NBA because the Kings have got – you know, but I'm not a diehard. But I think considering – I think Fox and, and Sabonis are, are as good as they were last year, maybe even better. They're still – they're getting, you know, they're still working so well together. And Leek Monk, I think, is playing even better than he did last year. He's really, you know, expanded, you know, coming on. But the rest of the team, Herder and uh, and uh, uh, Bar- Harrison Barnes, Barnes yeah, yeah they, they they just, I think, last year you could always, there was always a, another player, who could, or even, I mean, Keegan's playing. I forgot about Keegan's. I think is a. Uh, doing pretty well. Ryan's mentioned, you know, his, his improve and you have mentioned his pr- improvement on defense, which, you know, that doesn't really show up on a, on the box score, but his numbers, as far as last year, the averages, I think are about, so I think I'd give them like a, a, a C plus or a B minus. They're right on pace to be the same record as last year. But, you know, as you pointed out last year, you know, the, the, the Western conference as a whole was just, it seemed to have a down year and, and every, and a lot of, key players went down and you know, look what Phoenix is doing. They're playing well because they've got some of their key guys are kind of coming together. Something I'd go with the, the jazz. I don't know if, I don't know if you've been keeping your eye on the jazz, the jazz play the thunder tonight at home. Do you know that mm-hmm. if the jazz win this game, 
they will equal the Kings in wins right now. Now, of course, that's assuming the Kings don't win tonight. But if they win, I mean, they've already caught up. They're in ninth right now. The Jazz have won nine. The Jazz have won nine of ten games. They are currently in ninth. And they're only two games out of sixth. How about that? You know, it just seems like it's a... you know, it's it's top heavy with, with Minnesota, but a- after that, you know, it's it's every, there's a lot of teams that are right there. You've mentioned this, the difference between like uh, the third in the conference and, and the ninth is like maybe like a couple games. It's, it's just again, it's kind of really bunched up. But maybe it you know, we'll see some separation in the second half. Um, as to the NFL, real quick, I think if I had to pick a road team, I'd have to go with Tampa Bay. I heard, I listened to you and Sean's show, you know, I, I actually was watching and, um, you know, I think, you know, Tampa Bay is playing with confidence, you know, and, uh, you know, Detroit's maybe they're very, very ecstatic with their first win, but they got to refocus and, you know, get out this again. So if I had to go with the road team, but I'll tell you what you've met, you've talked to this, that you talk about Dak Prescott having pressure, Lamar Jackson, one and three oh, yeah. in his playoff career. So, oh, Nate, yeah. you know, that, that can put a lot of, a lot of, you know, the X factor, you know what I mean? I mean, Houston playing with that, you usually say house money, you know, no one expects them to win. You know, yeah, they had got their the first game, a good story, great story with, with their rookie quarterback and Ryan's coaching, but you know what they're playing with. You've always said playing with house money, you know, go in and they'll just start maybe, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked by if uh, if Houston pulls it out. You know, I, that wouldn't surprise me. But I think yeah, Niners. Well, I don't know if they're. Re- I don't know. I don't know if they're ready for this moment yet. Um, that that's the key. I, I, I got to tell you, if you told me that the Houston Texans would beat this Baltimore team based on how well the Ravens have played this year, that to me would be the biggest shock of the weekend. Uh, I could see Houston being competitive for a while. But boy, I got to tell you, with a first-year quarterback going on that road against that defense mm-hmm. and winning, I got to tell you, Al, that would really surprise me. Yeah, that would be that one, or or Green Bay beating San Francisco. I think you know Green Bay's been a, a nice. Uh, they've gotten hot and loves playing out of his mind. But you know, I got to think the bubble. They're going to crash back down to earth with this one. I just think San Francisco. But if they beat San Francisco, that would be right up there for me. I wouldn't be. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just wouldn't be quite as shocked if uh, Houston did it because because Jackson he doesn't get it done. And while they have a good defense, it all starts and ends with you know with the, with the guy behind the center. So that's my yep. take. Thanks for taking my call. You have a great night. Go Kings. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. Let's get to some more phone calls and we bring in Left Terrace. Left Terrace. Good afternoon. Thanks for calling. Hi, Grant. How you doing? Left. Good, Left Terrace. What's up? Yeah, I think from my uh, view for NFL at all the games, I think Kansas City win that will be the biggest surprise for me. Uh, of course, uh, if Texas win, they beat the Baltimore, that will be the bigger one. But I don't think that's going to happen. But Kansas City, I can see them, you know, based on the experience because Buffalo don't really have an experience for a playoff. I mean, not they have the experience for playoff, but. That deep, so I don't know. Um, I can see Kansas City could go in there and beat Buffalo. Um, also, um, 
I don't know if you know, but I, I'm watching the weather. It seems like the weather is getting better for San Francisco. So the game they, they're talking about is going to be between two storms. So during the game, won't be that heavy rainfall. So that's good news. Um, that is good so, news. Yes, that's good news. Go ahead. Oh, that's it. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. You know, I, um, I, the Niners are going to win this game to me in any type of weather. You know, I, I really believe that. I think that they are, they're just better on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They just got better players. But I'm, I, I was looking at the weather earlier too, and I don't think it's going to be uh, an issue. You know, I really don't. So that should you know, shouldn't be anything to be concerned about. All right. If you want to get in on the show, raise your hand uh, and we will put you right on. Don't forget, uh, Ryan will have the uh, Kings pregame show uh, coming up tonight at 630 halftime at Jerry Reynolds and the postgame show uh, as the Kings take on the uh, Indiana Pacers. And I've talked about this in the past and I'm going to say it again. Really appreciate all the people uh, that have been joining us uh, on these shows. And it's nice now because we take calls on the shows. And so, you know, we're able to talk to you whenever you have a question, you can come on audio and video. Some people don't feel comfortable going with uh, the camera set up with the video. So it's very simple. Just go audio. All right. We get to John. John, what's up, buddy? How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah. Thursday, it's it's just crazy, man. Who knew that all these coaching changes would happen? Well, yep. I guess everybody did, but it, it's what <laughs> happens, man. <laughs> you know, it's what happens. Um, man, the Kings taking a crap the other night. I couldn't believe it. Pool you know, Tuesday is pool night for me, so I don't get to watch that many the entire game. But our matches started, and it was uh, getting late in the – third get closer to the fourth quarter i'm out the king says still with about a 17 point lead or something give or take i'm all right this is intact so me and my wife are driving home later that evening and it was you know 10 30 or something i'm thinking you know what i don't i didn't watch any of the game i'm gonna go home and and just put it they're all recorded when i get yeah home. right of course i'm gonna put it on the bat i'm put it on and my wife goes oh there's no beam let something happened and she kind of knew I'm like, God damn it. They fucking blew another lead. It pissed me off for a second. So I went home and she told me about it. I deleted the whole thing. I haven't watched it, but I just watched the highlights on the news and stuff. How disappointing was that? A 23 to four run, John, in the final uh, minutes of the game. The Kings were up by 17 points with four minutes and 58 seconds left. They were up by 22 points with eight minutes left and they lost. Man, I heard the 22 pins. 22 points with eight minutes, but I knew it was bad. I knew it was bad, but there's got to be something that can be done that's on this team right now. I saw Sasha Vizenkov got a, a little bit of run from what I saw early, but it was something that they are not playing as hard coming down the stretch. Or I don't know. Do we always have to give up and be down by 20 at some point? We don't always have it to seems that way. 20 at some point. You know what I mean? Seems that way. Yeah, it seems that way. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling sometimes. Because, yeah. you know, we have yeah. we beat good teams. We play well. But the consistency of doing that 
it just does not add up for some reason. I'm glad that we can do it. It's, it's way better than it has been in a lot of teams over the last, you know, 15, 20 years where we simply couldn't do it. But right now we can do it. So that's something to be said about what we have. And, hey, we're over 500, not under 500. And and just like one of your questions earlier where you said, is it, a, a, you know, what, how would how would I grade it, A to F or your yeah, you know, F, and how I you grading right it? then. I'd say I said C, maybe a C plus. And then when everybody was all C plus or B minus, I'm all okay. I guess I'm maybe a little more critical because it's a C. Last year at this point, it would have been a B minus, but this is this year. So, but well, see, I disagree with you. Last year at this question. time, I I disagree with you. Last year at this time, I would have given the Kings an A. And, nobody okay. expected the Kings to be in, nobody. Nobody expected the Kings to be in the playoffs last year. Nobody expected yeah. them to do what they did. Um, I would have given the Kings a, a B plus to an A yeah. last year at this time. You're probably, probably right. an A. Your time, your time machine's better than mine. You're probably right, but I'm. I guess I'm thinking more currently. So, you know, and it's just yep. subjective. It's a fun question, but it's all subjective. But sure that's, that's how I'm thinking about it. But still. It's on the positive. It's a C or a C plus or a B minus. It's not a C minus or a, a D plus. So it's still, it's still, in my opinion, on, you know, on the upswing. And it's still going to be on the upswing. And Monty still has it, you know, by not making any trades is almost better than doing something stupid. So. Well, he's not. Why, why, why would you think he's going to do something? Why would you think he's going to do something stupid? Oh, I don't. I don't. I'm just okay. Well, then I mean, I mean, so if he makes moves, they're not stupid. I mean, he's proven that he's pretty good at his job. So if he makes a move, he's not going to make a move just for the sake of making a move. He's not going to do that. Well, what I'm saying is, people are going to say if he doesn't make a move, that's stupid, and I don't agree well, with that. Well, you know what? People don't not have any idea what the hell they're talking about. People have no idea yeah. what they're talking about because people don't know what's going on in his office. People aren't privy to the phone calls that he's having with other general managers. And here's something else that fans don't understand. And you can say whatever you want. I know because I lived it. I know people have to trust me when I say this. He's got his hands tied to a lot of the things that he wants to do. He has an owner that thinks that he's an expert when it comes to basketball. He has an owner that thinks that he can put together an entire basketball team on his laptop with, you know, his uh, 5,000 analytic people that work for him and everything is going to be just fine. So there's that aspect that goes on with this team that people don't understand that I do understand. So when fans say, gee, Monty should have done this or he did this, they don't really understand what he's up against. Trust me when I say that. Well, Grant, I do trust you when you say that. And that's why I kind of, I take a little bit of that into consideration also. And, you know, you're, you're being able to enlighten all of us about some of that stuff. It's because we co- we become jaded to it a bit, but to have you who has absolutely inside or had inside intelligence to a degree, you know, I don't know. And, I, I, and John, I don't even tell the majority of the stories because to me, that would be like a breach of confidentiality with things that I know but I can't just say everything I know, but I can, I can hint at things and I'm just letting fans know, you know, I know that everyone thinks they can run the team and everyone wants to be an expert and that's part of being a fan. And I love that about fans, but they don't really have, they, they don't have any comprehension of what's really going on behind the scenes. 
Hey, Grant, I was at a game, listen to this quick story. Hopefully I could do it fairly quickly. When Mike Malone, it was his last game, the very last game of that season. And I've been to hundreds of games, seen you BS or whatever. And you were as pissed on that game. I said, something's going on. Something ain't right. The way you walked out of the tunnel and everything, something ain't right. And then Malone was gone the next day. And I knew that was what you knew you had intelligence, but you didn't say it on the air. You didn't tell anybody anything, but you knew. And I could tell. And I commend you for not coming forward with that. But it's something, you know, inside, in hindsight, Grant, I can tell. And you knew, and we knew. And a lot of it is about patience. And you exhibit a lot of it. And that, and that is also going into your lawsuit. You exhibit a lot of patience. And I know that's going to go great. And yep. hey, man, but football's fun. Thank you, John. Our team's running it. Thank you, Grant. Thank you. Take care. Listen, I've said this over and over and over again, and I don't want to – this is not about me. This is about anyone that works for a team. I always knew what was going on almost 100% of the time. Trades, firings, before they happened. I knew when an owner was interfering. I knew when a general manager had his hands tied and wanted to make a move and couldn't make a move or was said, you got to put the brakes on this. And then the owner was like, okay, but then it was too late. You know, that deal wasn't on the table anymore. I mean, it's the same thing with, with Blatty did when he traded DeMarcus Cousins. He did have a better deal on the table. But unfortunately, his owner said, no, we, we need to wait a little bit longer on this and we need this and we need that. And when Vladdy then contacted New Orleans and said, okay, the deal, they said, well, the deal's different now. And so maybe Vladdy shouldn't have said that. We, I had a better deal on the table. But it was the truth. He did have a better deal on the table. But his owner screwed. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. i got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No 
questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Good up. So, you know, again, a general manager isn't the owner of the team. General manager still has a boss. And the general manager's boss is the owner. And some owners give their general manager free reign and latitude to do what they think is best, knowing full well that their job depends on it or their job security depends on it. And other owners, and Vivek's not the only one in in sports that does this, by the way. You know, but those are the owners that unfortunately think that they know a lot more than they really do. And I I don't really care whether people want to believe me or not. I've been around a lot of people in my professional sports career. Okay. I've been around a lot of people. I've been around people that, um, well, I'll give you an example. Okay. My statistician in Boston. His name, Jim Stamos. He is also a network spotter for CBS football and stats for CBS NFL and college basketball. In all of my years of covering sports on every level, I've never met anyone as knowledgeable as him. And I told him this once. Matter of fact, I told him this recently when we were on the phone. I told him that if I ever became an owner of a team in the NFL or the NBA, he would be the first person that I would hire. And I meant that. I go, if I become an owner of a team, the first person that I'm hiring is you. I've never been around somebody that is as knowledgeable and as informed as he is. Nobody would have ever think that a guy like that could be as knowledgeable as he is. I've been around Vivek Ranadive a lot. And I've never been around, and I really mean this. I don't, I don't think in all of my years of covering professional sports, I've been around a individual that knows as his knowledge of sports is near zero. He, he has no concept of what it takes to be good and what makes a good player and what he has no concept of, of team. He has no concept. Now, he may have learned more in the last couple of years as time has evolved, but in terms of his knowledge of what makes a team good and what makes a player good is no concept zero. Like it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, it's just, I've never been around somebody that 
he's just has no idea what the hell is going on when it comes to what he's talking about as it pertains to sports. Now, he may be a great businessman. He may be great at all of his other endeavors. I don't really know. That's not what I do. I'm not an expert in business and all that other stuff. Okay. But I've, I feel I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to sports because it's been my life and I've followed it. And I've been watching it. And I talk to people and I know a lot referees and I know general managers and I know coaches and I know players. I mean, I can go on and on. It's been my life. I don't know everything. I'm not perfect all the time. But Vivek, his knowledge as it pertains to basketball, it's it's embarrassing. So there's all kinds of restraints that a general manager, and it's not just Vivek, by the way, there are a lot of other owners that are like that in sports. They buy a team, it's their toy, and they think that they know it all because that's the way they used to run their company. Well, you can't run a professional team the way you ran your company. Uh-uh, doesn't work like that. Okay, what worked at your Silicon Valley company doesn't work And you can't might be able to run your business, all right, in the Silicon Valley on a laptop. And again, I don't know. I've never, it's not my forte. But I know one thing, you can't run your professional sports franchise on your laptop. And I've had a lot of conversations with Vivek. I'm not going to share them, but I've had a, a lot of conversations with him about sports. And I will just tell you, as I'm talking to him, I say to myself, this guy has no idea what the hell he's talking about. And, and everyone knows that. It's not like I'm the only one that knows that. Everyone in the organization knows that. I guarantee you Monty McNair knows that. But Monty works for him, and Monty's got to answer to him. And Monty's got his hands tied sometimes. So, you know, you always deal with these things that fans don't have any, any idea about. Okay? Now, I, I don't know this for sure if the people that cover the Kings – I'm talking about the local media have any understanding of that. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, but I have an understanding of that. And people that were in my circle, Gary Gerald knows that Jerry Reynolds knows that. Okay. All the assistant coaches know that Dave Yeager knows that Michael Malone knows that. Okay. I mean, I, I can go on and on. They all know that. You ever had a private conversation with Dave Yeager or Michael Malone or any of the other coaches that have gone through this franchise under Vivek Ranadeve, both head coaches and assistant coaches? They know that. They would tell you the same thing I'm telling you. You know, it just is what it is. So, you know, I, I can sit here and I can go, well, you know, Things are going to change. Why would I think things are going to change? What I do know is this team had a tremendous year last year. Not, you know, they had a tremendous year. They, they were third in the West. They won 48 games. But as it comes up to the trade deadline, anyone that thinks that Monty McNair has the full autonomy to do what he wants, you're wrong. He doesn't. And I don't care what the papers say or what. I know the truth. I've lived it. I understand. I've been there. Okay. There's a lot of interference. There's a lot of meddling that goes on. And I'll tell you this, and I know this for a fact. 
if this bad streak continues right now, it's going to be hell, hell for the people in the basketball office and the coaches as we get towards the all-star break. That much I do know. All right, don't forget, Ryan, with the pregame show, coming up at the 6.30, halftime with Jerry Reynolds uh, and postgame show. Thanks, as always, for joining me right here. Appreciate you, and we'll talk to you soon. So take care and be safe. Bye-bye, everybody.